you can include puns into that where you have one word meaning all kinds of different layers of meaning and then they reflect off of each other then mm-hmm. then the available meaning that you can get from that web is is infinite you know exactly um but actually that's happening all the time right like, it, i think that's the point right well like a um like if you if any word that we use has these like you said alan seven layers of meaning or more you know it has its shish kebab. More, it has a shish kebab yeah shish kebab's a great word for it because it's a it's cylindrical and it's also segregated you know like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's food and it's food and you could feed it to your cat and a cat is a lion <laughs> you know, like, it has to be cooking yeah <laughs> it's cooked exactly. yeah. <laughs> right or it's a cooking technique <laughs> Absolutely. Well, so and the thing is, is though, I mean, we've managed to break it down into terms that you could actually one could attempt to like apply some kind of systematic approach to. Right. Where you could say, like, I mean, you were being rhetorical, Alan, and it's silly. And I know and I it's very nerdy. But I mean, like you were describing earlier with chemical combinations and chemical comp- composition, you know, and a period I've, I've all, I've also had, I think we've talked about it before. Um, I've also had a vision of a kind of something resembling a periodic table, right. Of, of information or of, of cultural uh, matter, you know, or, you know, um, and uh, you could, have very precise combinations of those elements and do crazy things just the way, same way you can create a freaking H bomb or this whatever. Is, this is a, this is a big point that Agrippa makes in that book is that, uh, so using natural magic or celestial magic, you can, you're using these tables of correspondences and, and different influences right. from different planets or whatever. And that all works. Yeah. Um, but then, it's possible to bypass it with this third layer of magic, the ceremonial magic. Like, so he would, he would talk about the, uh, the influences of the stars. Like for example, now we're, we're under the influence of Saturn and even, even the word, the flu comes like the influenza, the influences, mm-hmm. the influence of Saturn. Um, so we're, we're, uh, influenced by all these kind of, um, celestial. Uh, Is that true? Flows. That's where that's where that word comes from. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, this. Um, Interesting. I was reading that about. It, there's a book by C.S. Lewis called "The Discarded Image," and he's talking about the the old uh, ancients and and up to the Renaissance way of looking at it with the the spheres, and uh, he explains that. Um, wow. Which kind of it blew my mind, but it, it makes perfect sense now that I think of it. You know, like, why do we say the flu, the um, the influenza, and we just say a cold? You know, it's it's the influence of a certain planet, which is which is Saturn, because it's it's always Capricorn and Aquarius that are, um, Saturn rules those signs. And hmm. that, that's when you get the flu is in the winter time, but uh, right. But but Agrippa's point is that you can sort of bypass that. You can bypass the influence of the of the planets of the stars um, through 
the all third form the, through the Kabbalah, through the the names of God, through is that the, all part Christ. of the third category? That stuff is that is that part of the what? The third form of magic that Agrippa is talking about. Yeah, yeah, that's that's part of this. This is the. Uh, but didn't you say uh, earlier? Magic. Didn't you say earlier that you think that the um those elites who are using magic are using all but the third one? All Did you but say the that? very highest parts of the third uh, the third section, mm. like like uh, so. Because I so, would. So what it's basically he's using the the old sort of uh, Aristotelian model, right, where you have you have the sublunar spheres, which are the elements on Earth, and then you have the seven planets plus the fixed stars, and then you have beyond that into the into the heavens, um, and then finally God, right? So mm. they're getting. I, I would say they're definitely using like natural magic and celestial magic all the time, you know. Um, but then into ceremonial magic, um, like Crowley was into that, right? Um, yeah, yeah. But he was into like evoking uh, demons, maybe invoking angels, like his his, his own uh, guardian angel, etc. But Agrippa is emphasizing that the highest point of that, the highest point of the angelic hierarchies, is 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 God and Christ, you know, um, and that's I don't know, like that wasn't ignored in the in the Renaissance, like all the uh, magicians at that time were were basically Christian neo uh, neoplatonists. Mm -hmm. um, they didn't really see a they didn't really distinguish between the two, but modern occultists don't get to that point they don't they get to the point of the black mass you know <laughs> they, they yeah. don't go further up than that you know um hmm. but uh no it's interesting this is this is something um uh i realized reading uh i read portrait of the artist as a young man again and and uh there's a section in that where uh, Joyce is well. It's it's Stephen Dedalus, which is probably Joyce when he was he, he was younger, and uh, they wanted him to join the priesthood, and they're describing mm -hmm. it as as entrance into an initiation, right? Because the priests are the ones who um, conduct mass, and they recreate that whole marriage of matter and spirit every time they. Every time they conduct mass, um, and and Joyce is describing it as the highest mystery, but he he declines it, right? He declines it because it's not it's not his creative path, and so he's he's it's hard to know what he's doing there. It's like he he's taking another demonic path or something, but um, but you start to. Uh, like other other people have said this too. Like uh, Jung has said that, um, where he said that the Catholic Mass is the continuation of the mysteries, is the continuation of the, the Western mysteries from from archaic times, um, but it's still a living mystery now. You know. Um, so I, I, there's other sources too. Like uh, Antonin Artaud talks about this, the Mass. Um, the idea behind it is that uh, um, there's this potency there that... I mean, think about it. Again, it's a pun 
mass is. I was just going to say the same. I was going to say the yes. exact same thing. Like, uh, the, something that has more mass has more gravity, has more weight. You know, all these right. terms that we associate with that. So by keeping the mass alive, by feeding this thing, we are charging it. It's this. Even if it's a fucking tulpa, a shared fucking tulpa, or or um, what is there's a uh, another word um. Oh, uh, God, but it's like basically, yeah, like, a, like a, an artificial construct that you you collectively put your, your emotional space into, and then it has a little gravity and mass of its own. And I, I, can't, I can't get over that pun that I never really thought of before, but hearing mm-hmm. you describe it, that's all I could think about. Me too. The masses the as well. Like... Well, mass is a, I mean, is it, is it spirit that gives matter mass? Because mass is that is spirit and matter coming together yeah the mass, I mean, just the, mass is the matter <laughs> well the mass i mean the matter is the mass is the information that describes the matter right because that's what math or that's how we use literally the term or physically the term mass right it's, it's just it's, it's, it's the measure of matter yeah yeah it's the measure of matter it's funny yeah. mass m-a-s m that must be totally tied to measure which is again bringing it back to the body the word all of words like measure meter uh mass are all come from menstruation massage that was the the first (laughs) thing that was the first thing um message uh that was the first kind of uh rhythm that we use to tell time is is um menstruation cycle yeah so you just reminded me of what I when I spaced out before. This is uh, something I'm thinking about. There was I don't I don't know who said it. There's like a, a quote I saw recently of someone saying like we're we're drowning in information. Yep. Oh, you know we used we used to think that the problem Blood. is not enough information, but now we're drowning in information. So that's that's clearly not the problem. Was the quote right? But I can't help but think. And when we talk about these sorts of subjects, you mentioned like the Aquarius, the 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 Aquarian age, the the flood myth, this idea of drowning in information that it's this uh, the it's not water, the water is a metaphor, yes. um, and uh, so we we have this sensation of of this overwhelming flood. What is it? It's this actually this other medium, but I I. I sort of in my mind I paired this with that idea of awareness and the expression like um oh god uh I'm such a mixing metaphors here I'm sorry but it, there's an old sort of saying of like um you know the fish not being aware of the water it's swimming in yeah yeah I made that same analogy earlier right in this conversation fish it, precisely yeah. so the fish isn't aware that it's swimming in water Right. But our modern media age has made us suddenly aware of the water and we're fucking pat we're gasping and drowning while we were normally swimming in it. We've, we've always been swimming in it. And now suddenly that we're aware that the water is around us, we're drowning in the thing that we previously day after day after day were, were fine to swim in. Does that right. that's that's interesting is it yeah you, you think about that it's like a 
if you added more water to a fish tank, the fish wouldn't drown. <laughs> you know, right. like, it, uh, so if we were if we were fine with information before, why are we drowning now? Or maybe we've been pulled. It's like pulling a fish out of water and just dangling it right above the water. So it's just <laughs> it can see what it was in, but now it has this whole new awareness that there's this whole other dimension. But that, it, but. It, but it would still be out of the water, you know. We're but you'd still, still be breathing, water. yeah. But you'd still have, or or just you'd still have the capacity to breathe. It's just that it's freaking you out. It's like that scene in the abyss when he, when they, when they, you know, when he starts using the, the super deep scuba gear that is actually liquid oxygen. He has to, you know, he has to breathe it in, which is the state, which is how we used to breathe actually when we were in the womb. Yeah. But, it, but yeah, it, it would be like the the if you took the fish out of the water, he would be drowning in the air, you know, and it, so I, I get the feeling that's kind of what Alan was saying in in a way. But it right right yeah that's a, that's a it's it is very interesting, you know, like to to yeah how would we be drowning in it? Well, it's almost, or we feel like we're drowning. We're just thrashing around, um, you know. The awareness is the flood, right? It's like, oh, there's this whole new thing, and it's like, well, that that was my point. That that was actually my point. It's like, as long as we thought there was no water, we're not aware. Like right now, I'm I am living and breathing in the environment around me, but I can't really see it. It just looks like empty between me and the laptop i don't see anything so i'm like oh there's nothing there if i could suddenly see all the radio waves and the fucking wi-fi signal right, and right. the like predator predator vision yeah if i could suddenly <laughs> see all that i would freak the fuck out and think i was being i was drowning right because i'd Absolutely. be right because i'm like oh my god what is all this shit coming at me it's like dude you're already in it you didn't, right. you didn't fucking realize you were in it well, sometimes that's almost the same the same sensation as having like a sink storm, right? Oh, where you get, yeah. Or or where you oh yeah you accept you accept this new type of awareness and and each time you do that it almost in, you know uh, introduces another degree of like of awareness that oh you oh you're willing to except that this this layer is here well let me show you another one you know and then it's almost this this uh this process and i've experienced it in the past and sometimes it goes too far for me personally mentally you know where it's yeah. where it's really difficult to to um function um but uh and that's when in my experience at least it's always been where the every stimulation that occurs whether it's you know or every, every every input suddenly is imbued with meaning and it's just you are literally flooded you know mm -hmm. your own your own per, your own personal uh consciousness in, in the moment is just so overwhelmed it's like you go into shock you know i i used to get like that almost all the time when i would smoke pot you know uh -huh. um, i could i could think about anything and then, and then, uh, my mind would just race. Like, uh, it's hard to describe, like, like going to the bottom, like, like we were talking about with, with etymology, right? Like, uh, yep. Yep. um, just going from chain of like, uh, 
to the infinite with every with every thought like um blasted out to the infinite um and uh it stopped happening like i don't know what happened but i could um for for a while now, I was able to smoke, and it 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 wouldn't happen to me. I I just smoked again the other day, and then it started to happen again. And I, in a, in a way, I kind of missed it. You know, it's like huh? <laughs> I want that to happen again. You know, but it, it's terrifying too because there's no, um, it doesn't allow me to to control my thoughts at all. You know, it's, right, it just, right. It's almost like you're riding a wave. It, it's like what's well, like falling down a, a, a getting sucked down a whirlpool for me or something like that you know like right a, a maelstrom yeah yeah exactly that is that poe poem yeah yeah McLuhan loved using that poem as a as a grand metaphor for exactly yeah. that yeah that whole feeling yeah i think that's the thing it's like there are there are, I'm convinced that there are people out there who have taken that as, as far as humanly possible and survived, you know what I mean? And like, because it, beca- and, and, and managed to somehow uh, control or at least successfully filter and, and just um, curate that new, like that hyper awareness Right. You know what? You know what? I'm gonna throw one more analogy into this because I love everything you guys are saying. So since we're understanding each other with the words like sink storm and, and poetic maelstrom and all this stuff, I have another vision in my mind that I want to share. You yeah. know, when you, you guys are old enough, that do you remember like fold out roadside maps? They would be like sure. the size of, of like an envelope, and then it would like unfold and unfold and unfold yeah and it'd be impossible ever to put back the original way right and that's what it feels like is like we suddenly like have this awareness we see the wider map and then it's like oh fuck i I kind of i kind of can't put it back (laughs) you can't fold it back together i can't unsee (laughs) that shit yeah absolutely (laughs) no it's a perfect it is a good analogy because it's i mean especially the map it's not even an analogy it is yeah you know and it's like if you're able to go literally your waking life is you're able to go through it and 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 constantly parse everything around you um where you're processing the entire you're digesting the whole shish kebab of everything all that you know all the time well how wouldn't you be able to like wield extraordinary control it's hard to deep throat every shish kebab you see without choking some time. It's, it is. But I mean, what I'm saying is there's a small group of people out there and have always been throughout history that don't have a gag reflex. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. And well, McKenna again, he, he would say that's the, uh, that's what the profession of the shaman is all about. Is yeah. Somebody- can go into those realms and pick out a few nuggets and bring yep. back. That's exactly what McLuhan says in, in our talk. Actually, he talks oh, about God, the that's, shaman. He's right? he's so funny there. He's he's like he says like oh you're like well I don't have a shaman. He's like why don't you get one or go become one? Yeah, why don't you? And I'm like well I'm working <laughs> on that. <laughs> he's, he yeah. said that. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> yeah. So funny. Awesome. Yeah, we had uh, some pretty funny little exchanges in the second half. I gotta listen to it soon. And we bickered about and we bickered about his about music too. That was funny. Uh, my favorite line from that is he's when you say um uh she like oh I, well I I must admit I haven't I'm not as familiar with Genesis or or I haven't read Genesis in quite some time or something like that and he's like are you looking for absolution for me or <laughs> like yeah. some joke with that oh my god it's so it was funny. yeah he's a funny guy he was a funny guy and that goes back to like when you say the some the person who can you know, deep throat every shish kebab. The person who can <laughs> see, who can see all the puns as they're flying through the air. Yep. That that brings with it a certain wittiness, right? Because like it's whenever like I, I got this from Marshall McLuhan and from Eric McLuhan is like it's this um, where it almost seems like they're making it up on the fly. Like sometimes you like you're listening like, yo, come on, you just fucking thought that. But that's literally what he's doing sometimes is you can kind of see he's like, compute, compute. OK, you're saying this. Well, let's break that down. OK, well, then, yeah, then that's that. Like mm-hmm. it's playing with the the numbers as they're flying through the air, mm. somehow being able to juggle that and the wittiness and the like instantaneous right. like comeback is so part of that's that. that kind of mastery. Right. It's a it's that that's evidence of mastery of that, of like you're saying, the. The shish kebab deep throat. Yeah. Uh, of just. That can't be the metaphor we come out of this with, but. No, no, no. <laughs> I was, well, what sounds better, deep throat shish kebab or shish kebab deep throat? What letters do we have there? Uh, if you that down, you could make a sigil of that. There you go. Or an anagram. Isn't that what you is that what you guys are after ultimately? Like, is that in, in is the is that kind of mastery? Are you are you guys hoping or or do you already try to operate that way? Do you, do you mean mastery and in, in speech like that? Or, no, or just in, in it doesn't matter. Like, it could be anything, right? Because that's it's it's a big point, you know, like uh, certain people are able to do that with speech like that. Yes. That level of eloquence, you know, or wit. Um, but you could say that about any form of expression, right? Like some people are really good at doing that with visual, with uh, drawing or mm-hmm. painting. Others are able to do that with speech. Others are able to do it with music. Right. But but there's but still there's a general um there's a general sense of that ability that I think is universal or, you know, could be universally applied. I think it's mm. the same. I mean, it's the same concept. It's the same concept in all those different media. Right. Totally. Yeah. It's like uh, it's the distinction of the, you know, set musician, the guy who can make this incredible album or the guy who can like win the rap battle. It's like some somebody can do that on the fly is really impressive to watch. Right. But or even a jazz team. improviser, right? It's just... Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's watch, the whole point. Yeah, yeah right? to watch improv on the fly like that is really impressive. Um, it's like a mental dexterity um, and an artistic dexterity. It's it's really impressive. And then you're... And I, but I think your point is that that doesn't take away from 
someone could be a master of putting that into a, a totally other language that isn't speech, music, jazz, you know, all these things. It's the exactly. Well, it's universal. It can it has yeah. infinite applicability. Like it reminds me of uh, like Taoism, basically, where the um, it, it talks about being able, like, a, like a butcher being able to completely work with the Tao and, and be able to like cut a carcass almost effortlessly, you know. And that's that's the whole point of it is is a sort of effortless movement. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's uh, Will, Will Morgan's been talking to me a lot about some book. It was like some sort of. Uh, if I have it, if I understand it correctly, it's kind of like a 1980s self-help quasi-business type uh, thing, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like secret or whatever. It kind of started as this over weird overlap between those things, um, and it was just like a, called the flow. Yeah. And it's oh, it's basically about all this uh, creating a flow state where you're in perfect harmony with what you're doing. My right. employer. Uh, had a whole seminar based on that book. Uh-huh. Yeah, Will's really into that book right now. Oh, I absolutely believe in that. And that's, that's like, to me, that's Basically, what, uh, to me, well, those I are signs say, of mastery. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, no, I just, small comment. It's just, that's basically Taoism. Yeah. It's a, uh, absolutely. Yes. I didn't know that actually. I've never really explored Taoism, but yeah. just this, yeah. Well, those are the, to me, those are like, the first stages of what um, in the past for me has been like, has led to a sink storm is where just in the most kind of trivial things, but um, just going out, going out and about my daily life, there will be this, I'll suddenly like fall into this groove of perfect flow. And where I'm like, I'm walking down and like, I don't happen to check, and and I walk out into an intersection and like I take a step and immediately realize, oh, shit, I, do I even have a, a green light? And I look up and it turns green and I, oh, I'm like, OK, and I keep going. And then, you know, and I have all these near misses, you know, where like I'm just walking along and somebody like perfectly passed like on a bike just goes right in front of me and I don't realize it at all. And I just keep going and all of these just perfectly timed little trivial things happen but enough of them happen in a row where anyone is going to be like the fuck is going on you know or it's like you're on the truman show right everything feels almost almost blocked and rehearsed you're just walking through life so fluidly and um to this day that that happens to me and when it happens i'm very sensitive to it now when when these little just these little events that 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 contribute to a general sense of flow in as I'm going through the day, right? Just the tiniest little things, but it's when they happen in a string of several, 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 several. It's when in the past those have led to sink storms because it just freaks me out. It seems so um, manufactured or something or controlled. Like we've all had those nights where we can we rerun the pool table. You're able to sink everything, <laughs> you know. Like uh, you, you guys have had those times, you know. And you, uh, oh god, yeah. Oh yeah. Usually, usually when you're a little bit drunk or something, you know, it's like uh, and then uninhibited. Bang, bang, boom, bomb, boom, and everything gets sunk, you know. Um, but uh, 
God, Zenora, you just, I don't know if you, I don't think you just meant that double entendre there because it's like you're able to sink everything. Sink and sunk, yeah. <laughs> right? Yep, so it's yep. like, it's yeah. where the storm is like, oh my God, everything is connected to everything and I can't handle it. But then there's the up, the other side of that is like, I'm literally sinking all the balls. I'm literally like, I'm on fire. Yeah. 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 And those, those moments, God, uh, yeah. Like, and I'm sure every career, every art form, every everything has that. Like, and you know, it's funny. It's so like for me, I have where I'm, I was talking before, like my work cycle now, it's, it's in a weird way, it's performative, right? It's um being behind like a fast paced bar. So I have to have like a personality. I'm interacting with people, but I have to like, move fast, make drink, like all these sorts of things that it requires this really weird mindset. And I will literally, like, I can have a night where, like, I'm great. Like, I know I am, everyone's fucking laughing. Everyone's having a great time. Like, I'm making a ton of fucking money. And then, like, I am so exhausted after it that, like, the next day I walk in and it's like, hey, what do you want? <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. I can't. Like to try and keep it takes that up a lot there. out of you. Oh yeah, I was, that's the I've had the exact same experience, man. Because it's so it's so intoxicating to be in that in that zone, right? Yeah. That you just want to you want to sustain it for as long as possible. But it's I don't think it's I don't think it is possible. No. Or maybe it is for it is for a very select few. It seems like. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe it's uh maybe it is if it's shifted in a certain way, like you have a, you have an uptime zone and then you have a right. downtime right. zone or something, you know, like a, yeah, you need recovery and recharge. You have to recharge. It's just, you yeah. know, it's just basic. I find my recharge. I don't know if this is getting older or just like I said, having sort of weird anxiety. I have more, I think I've allowed more anxiety and, uh, weird, weirdness into my brain through, through experiences, you know, unpleasant experiences sort of made me tender, um, psychologically mm-hmm. tender, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. Um, so I feel like my recovery time is longer than it used to be. Me too, man. I'm totally right there with you. So <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like years for me. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, Again, you know, I, I don't going back to the, the way something I said earlier. I don't foresee that we suddenly enter into this nirvana state of singularity, or that like people rise up. I don't even know that I expect people to fucking challenge the DNC and I, or challenge fucking Trump, and like I don't know what the fuck. I don't know that I trust anybody to like make any positive changes in any capacity, except that I'm looking at. It seems like this period of recharge on a bigger scale has taken that cycle, whatever that cycle is, is up. And it seems like you guys are fully charged, for lack of a better, you know, or, or at least charged enough that we're having this conversation. Right. Um, I would agree. Zenor, do you feel that, or is it just like for you? It's just, oh, I have some time off right now, and I'm. No, no, I was feeling that. Uh, uh, 
I was feeling, yeah, a lot last year. I, I felt like it was coming up, 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 you know, especially especially going to Ireland and London and going to the Blake exhibits and meeting Mark and Wally and other people there, you know, um, and really having that sense that things are building, building. Um, now it's like uh, now that we're at 2020 and you can tell that that all this shit is being thrown at us, you know, and so it's a it's um. So I'm I'm sort of in the the uh, the mode of deflecting shit at the in, in a way you know. Um, I feel like weirdly inspired, like in a way that it is. I've been shying away from it, so just to now say like instead of projecting onto you and assuming that everyone's feeling this, just to say where I'm at is like I don't know if it's just like. Um, you know, Dadaism is a response to the fucking mad world around it. <laughs> I don't know if it's just a similar sort of instinct of like, wow, everything looks so crazy all all the time. But like, I exist in such a state of crazy all the time in my own fucking head that I'm like, oh, oh, well, if we're all just going to be crazy now, then I can handle that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Totally. <laughs> I was trying so hard to fit into a normal world, but if the world is bad shit crazy, then I can be totally comfortable being myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, yeah, that, that's why we've that's why we did all those drugs, you know, to prepare ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And why we continue to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that. Yeah. Yeah. What What about that? Um, that sort of critique, especially from. Uh, Jason Horsley, uh, but other people as well. The uh, the critique against psychedelics, especially, you know, that uh, is this the uh, thing that you put in your blog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did respond to that a bit in my blog too. Yeah, yeah, there was one. He's concerned with uh, psychedelics leading us to a kind of false spiritual awakening where mm. it's not it's not in a like going back to maybe a grip or whatever it's not jo, really sorry jodorowsky us. covered that jodorowsky covered that it's the fucking pantheon bar as the fault like literally hey here's this place this psychedelic fucking nirvana and and um you know uh, enlightenment and then so he's like oh shit no that's actually not the top guy sorry keep fucking going like yeah J- Jason would just go one step further and say the top is not the top, but but Jodorowsky did that too, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Once they got to the top, they wasn't the top. Um, but uh, the 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 Tao that can't be spoken. But it's in one respect that's just moving the field goal and dangling the carrot. To use your previous sort of metaphors of like these other the other ways that this kind of happens, and in in a way it's almost like that dangling carrot. Sure, so we keep fucking climbing. There is no real end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's still more fucking climb. Like, there's a, you don't stop climbing. There's no, the top is never the top. But is that like this false, is it some weird like peanut style moving the field goal cruelty? Is it a, a psyop, some fucking Jan Irvin, Jason Horsby level psyop? Or is it like, 
the natural progression for humanity to like keep playing itself into the infinite and the infinite by definition sorry bud there's no fucking top of the mountain yeah so i think you, i would you, say the latter me me too right the uh i think what jason is i think what he's he's talking about is he's getting ideas from uh, the traditionalists right and there's a guy i forget the guy's name and he's that he's interviewed recently um who is is a traditionalist like following guanon and these guys but if you read guanon he gets into uh this kind of fake idea of transcendence that comes from theosophy and stretches from there where we don't we think that we get to the higher states but we're in this psychic realm and in the psychic realm it's fully controlled like it's it's a that's the highest level of the conspiracy and that's completely controlled and so we're not Instead of getting to the level of spirits, we're in the level of, of the psyche um, and getting lost there. Um, so th- that's his concern, I think, his basic concern with uh, with psychedelics. And and that's a fair distinction. That's absolutely a fair distinction. Um, I if I remove the messenger from what you just said, then yes, that's a completely fair. Um, and I think we've all, we've all even experienced that firsthand. I think that's, yeah. you know, we talked before of the, um, you know, it's the, are you riding the wave or are you drowning in it? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, it's, we, we've all experienced the differentiation of those things. There was a classic line of, uh, of young when he met, Joyce and they were talking about Joyce's daughter who is schizophrenic and uh, I've, I, I've talked about this before but uh, um, Jung and, and Joyce was like saying well she understands all my stuff like she uniquely understands what I'm writing about and uh, and Jung says something like uh, um, you are diving into the subconscious but she's drowning you know in it Mm. So there's, I think that makes more sense than um, yeah. just trying to avoid it altogether. It just, it's uh, it's trying to be able to dive in it instead of drown in it. Um, so it's it's kind of a cautionary thing to say, don't do psychedelics because you might drown, um, but you might also be able to dive. <laughs> you know, but you don't you don't want to good and get everybody to do it um. oh for sure yeah and and then it's like you know uh <laughs> all right, i had an experience like last week where um i had taken some edibles and uh like uh, my lady had some music on and it comes with this like really sad song. I had never heard it. It was fucking phenomenal. But like I was feeling it with like every part of my like high as fuck brain, right? And my, you know, your the musical soul and all these sorts of things. And I was like, I literally I thought about it, I was like, you know, 
this like dark well of existential despair that I'm staring into, I probably have some shit that I could work out in here. And it might be well, the shaman part of me wants to like go into that dark part of my brain and deal with what I'm dealing with there. But also that probably will ruin our night. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, <laughs> can we change the song? I might have to do that another day. <laughs> See, that's that's you... that's the wisdom of experience. Like, <laughs> right. probably, when you Absolutely. were younger, you wouldn't be able to do that. You know, like a... yeah, you would think it was a good idea to follow that <laughs> rabbit right then yeah. and there. <laughs> you just wouldn't have even considered. Uh, fuck, this is gonna wreck my evening. You just would have. Yeah. Gone with, you know, like... Yeah. You would you would wreck the evening and then which is <laughs> yeah. how you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. You knew you would have wrecked you. Yes. <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad you guys understand exactly what I'm saying here. Yeah. Oh, totally. Do you know what song sure. it was? Um, I can find out. Um. Oh, don't worry about it. That's fine. I'm just curious. Yeah. It was like um, some guy. I think it has Ohio in the name of the band. Ohio Players? No. Is that the funk band? Uh, no, the me. guy sounds like Neil Young. She said he died of like a heroin overdose. You know, it's, it was like that kind of like sad, like really specific, energetic. Um, I'll find out. I'll find out. It's all good. If you need, you know, if you want like a depressing, uh, oh, I do. <laughs> uh, edibles get me constantly. Like I, I can't do edibles. They, I, they don't work on they're me. About the, they're about the weirdest drug I could do. You know. Okay. Yeah, they're definitely fucking weird to me. Uh, while you say they don't work on you. Yeah, I've never. They've never. Or I've never felt the effects from edibles. Wow. Yeah, it's I, weird. I don't know why. I have tripped harder from edibles than from acid. Me too. I believe it. No, I hear yeah. this with, all the time. With less, with less control, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, me too. I, I, I kind of try to stay away from them actually. Hmm. See, well, I, yeah, I, I have learned. You know, there was a point. You know, this is going back to like the. Um, this this conversation, the horse week conversation, maybe is Bill used to always champion this line of McKenna's, you know, do the heroic dose again, ruin the evening, go into the fucking abyss, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, okay, that's great if I have six years to collect my psyche off the floor, but like at this point in my life, I'm like, hey man, I got six minutes to collect my psyche off the floor because I got, like, shit to do. <laughs> and, I don't, you know, like, I still want to work. I want to work on my shit, but I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm past the heroic dose point. I'm like, hey, how about a therapeutic dose? I ain't trying to be a hero anymore. <laughs> sure. Well, that's the way it is for me. I am doing very well with therapeutic doses. And that's, that's a space that is... That's literally how I feel better. I mean, in, in one respect, is working through some of that. Um, but uh, 
yeah i don't i'm i'm definitely very weary of of the 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 big dives because i've drowned leery yeah it's understandable and I know we well, all have. The thing is, it's not it's not the kind of thing that you you know is necessary to experience throughout your life. I mean, <clears throat> I haven't had a really uh, legit psychedelic experience that was like full blown in decades, you know, and I don't feel like I need to. Yeah, I, yeah. I, that's a great that's a great question. Like, yeah, do I need to do that again? I don't I don't know that I do. I like. I mean, it doesn't mean I won't, you know. But <laughs> I'm not. I don't feel like it would. I mean, need is such a subjective word. <laughs> it is. It is. Well, the, it's like we were talking about before. The point is to make your life, your daily life, psychedelic. You know. Exactly. Bring, bring as well, much can. of the experience into it. Mm. Well, okay, so, but that's, sometimes that's where the storms come in, because it's like, as you said, people are drowning. Um, well, people are also the most complex, the most just richly complex uh, sources for anything, you know, so they're going to complicate, they're going to just muddy the waters yeah. by inherently, you know, because we're all, we're all beautiful and ugly at the same time you know but yeah you have that experience um with psychedelics out in nature too like i've i've had that and you guys maybe as well where you you can see the beauty in nature and then all of a sudden it just it just sort of flips and then you start to see all the imperfections and every single leaf around and all the (laughs) look in the dirt and it's all chaos everywhere and it just the ugliness creeps out at the exact same time you know Right. Um, or the danger, yeah. Yeah, the danger. Or the, the horror, panic. even. Yeah. Um, yep. So it's like it's, uh, yeah, that's there too. Um, so, like in a, if you ever, to, if if you were able to pan out in that situation, you could see maybe a pattern, a beautiful pattern, even in that. Well, I think the best analogy like for me marijuana i i used to call it uh i used to say hey it's going to augment your experience if you're in a good headspace it could Mm -hmm. push you further that way if i'm like depressed i probably shouldn't smoke because it could push me further that way all these sorts of things and now we have an expression which is augmented reality you know and that's basically it's like (laughs) you know we think of that in terms of these um sort of technologies but again this technology is i ingest this substance now i can see things at an augmented level i can see how beautiful this thing is way more than i normally would but i can also see how shitty and scary and racist this shit is way more than i usually would yeah so uh god well, i don't the, know man it's a, no the, the the technological metaphor is a good one because it's like you're just increasing your, you know, the resolution on your screen so that you can zoom in further. You have more pixels, you know, or you have more information. And, um, yeah, that's what the psychedelic experience is. It's just an upgrade mm-hmm. to your heart. It's you're up, you're upgrading your hardware. It's a software update. It's a temporary software update. Right. And you've got some yeah, new features. <laughs> 
it it allow yeah it's it's speeds up like it, it changes your rate which yeah. allows you to um, see patterns that you don't normally see which allows right. you in turn to create myths um, yeah and and then to live mythically well that's isn't that what a myth is is essentially it's like it's accumulation of of patterns to a point that it's able to sustain itself culture like over time where you know what i mean it's like yeah i think that's myth. what mcluhan talked about with myth oh really yeah. but, but it's interesting because a myth is always there's always some there's always ambiguity inherent in a myth too right there's this there's the fun there's the basic story or moral or whatever that the myth contains but then there's also the kind of the the gray area where you know where all the maybe the corresponding myths from other cultures vary slightly right there's all these there's the there's the ugly stuff right there's the 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 dirt on the edges right mm -hmm. to use your same analogy of going out into the nature and seeing beauty in the leaves and everything but then you look closely and you see how they're maybe not so or all of the 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 breaking in their pattern right yeah 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 that's right right and you're, you're not seeing the forms right like that was the whole thing about uh um platonic philosophy is that you you uh you're able to identify all these different things as leaves right but none of them are perfect but you can imagine or somewhere in your psyche somewhere is this perfect le uh, leaf or a perfect right. whatever it's, but it, it is because it's, it's it's because it's again it's thresholds again it's close enough right it's like the the form it's close enough to the ideal form that it recalls the ideal form without being right. the ideal right. form itself right right so right. and and what has to happen for that to occur is enough information or, or a certain threshold of information has to be crossed for it to for it to function like that right so it's interesting again like it has to it has to contain enough of the pattern or there's a limit to how many breaks in that pattern are allowed and as long as it's not too many it's going to say it's going to be leaf to your brain even though it, you know right yeah yeah it's okay. it's just like language acquisition exactly. for infants right like a, exactly um, oh um, you know there's an amazing an amazing video uh, um this i think a guy who works at Google, but he's in part of like their translate and and language or natural language processing division or whatever. And he did this experiment uh, where he set up all of these cameras and microphones in his home uh, from the beginning of his at, uh, right before the birth of his son and then recorded everything for like the first several years of his son's life and then transcribed and then basically analyzed all of that video and created a, a kind of map of like certain of language acquisition. So it was almost like he created a terrain, like so he created this virtual layout of his apartment. Okay. And and every time uh like the word water was introduced into into the you know into the space somehow whether it was said or whether the actual water was used you know or something whether it was said by a parent or then ultimately said by the child 
that that was recorded and like they would literally like stack up in in the in the virtual layout of of the apartment where these things happened over time so so that over the course of three years you have these peaks and valleys all over the virtual layout that represent mm -hmm. like like a 3d graph really of like here's the evolution of the word water or here's the evolution of the word you know box or chair or whatever and you could just see and then if you would go to um it was just fascinating like it just a very clear structure emerged from just like you know literally like building these kind of mountains if you will just saying oh we're going to deposit we'll, de we'll deposit a little bit here because they said water here and over time it just piles up right um i should find that it's fascinating well wow, that's interesting yeah i was just thinking about that it's like uh like for an infant who's learning his first language um that is real language acquisition you know it's like if i'm if I like I know English and if I'm studying Japanese or, or Spanish or French or whatever, I'm all that I'm doing after that is is translation in a way. Exactly. Exactly. You know, so I'm not Yeah, acquisition is a whole other thing. Yeah, it's a completely different thing. It's 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 putting order on chaos, you know. Um, exactly. It's extracting patterns from and and what's the pattern really is repetition. It's just yeah, yeah, it's happening that's, again. That's and, and, in, and so that's that's the thing McLuhan's talking about is that repetition is based on speed. You know, it's like uh, how the rate at which you are able to uh, become aware of something allows you to see more patterns, right? Yes. Uh, um, well, so repetition is the most basic pattern there is, right? Yeah. So if 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 you're if you're taking a drug or something that speeds everything up, you that that's exactly why you're going to uh, see more patterns and recognize more things. Um, right. The, the your rate is so much different. McQuinn said um, there's a, a quote of his I found where he says I think he's he, he references an IBM study. But he says that um, the human response to information overload is pattern recognition. Mm -hmm. There's too much yeah. information. Again, we're drowning in info. So what do we do to make sense of it? We start to pattern it, structure it, quantify, qualify it, make it make sense, right? right. That's, that is literally the instinct when faced with overwhelming information. And, and yeah, that's great. So so then, when you have more and more information, you have to compress it more and more, and so the patterns become more and more complex themselves. Um, so it becomes it, it becomes closer and closer to to genuine synchronicity, where where you have all these different things reflecting off of each other, like like uh, three dimensional puns or something. Well, that's what's so interesting about the 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 biggest uh, shish kebabs is that they comp they self compress, right? They or they they seem to be a form that or uh, that's or a container that's optimized for you know high capacity format or something. It's almost like a, a storage medium, right? Like can hold this much information, like 10 megabytes or 50 megabytes or whatever. And it's like some of these words for whatever reason. Or the words that 
Are you guys still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Can you hear me? Yeah, you just you you went out for a bit. Oh, okay. Alan? You still yeah, there? I, I you also cut out for me. It sounded like you oh, were on sorry. a jet a jet for a while. Uh, oh there's well I'm outside and there was a jet flying over me. Oh okay, okay, that makes sense. There was a plane. Um, yeah, so say that again. But you cut it again. Wally? Hello? I'm here. Can you guys hear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I hear. So, okay. So Norma's asking, can you repeat back where you were? Or do you know do you know where you where, where you oh, were? Oh, what's I saying? Oh god, I don't even remember what I was talking about. Okay. Um <laughs> What were we talking about? <laughs> he can't ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> now when it's this big. Now when it's 8.30 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go back to the tape. 